and welcome to the Big Fat Gay Podcast, where we talk about the things that are weighing on our minds. My name is Dan Laverio. I am an author, public speaker, and chubby chaser. And today, I am a sleepy afternoon boy. I was going to say, you're bringing way too much energy in this room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a sleepy this is a boy. Chill. This yeah, is you don't the big really have the excuse, podcast. though. Like we, Our morning recordings, we use that as our excuse for our sluggish mornings, but it's a wide open, wide awake, bright and sunny afternoon. I, I tried to bring it down, but I'm incapable of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dan, you and me, we're bringing the perky today. I'm so excited. <laughs> Yay! I'm sure he's on. <laughs> Michael's banging his head I'm, on the microphone. <laughs> I'm a super chub and I am a, I really want iced coffee. Mm. You should have told me. I should have told me. I well, I just I thought of it as you said. What's weighing on her mind? And my mind (laughs) said, "I want iced coffee." (laughs) I could have milked the beans. That has to be a euphemism. It has to be. (laughs) It is now. My name is Michael. I'm a chaser, and today I am an achy vaccination boy because I got not only my COVID booster but my flu shot. What were you thinking? Well, I thought I was being clever. I knew I was going to be out for a day. I just forgot that we were recording. <laughs> you forgot which Because we don't normally record on Tuesdays. So I was like, oh, fuck it. I'll just do it. And well, not only that, but it's like after a marathon of Big Fat Gay. Yeah. Oh, We've had yeah. a lot of Big Fat Gay podcasts over the past three days. It's been a lot. We, we recorded the last Saturday. episode. We did a uh, video uh, Zoom podcast. The self care and share. And, li- and listener, doesn't it feel like you're peeking behind the curtain? Which went lovely, by the way. Thank you to everybody who attended. Yeah, it was yeah. A well, who is this talking? We should probably finish our oh, interview. Yeah, we probably should. <laughs> Have you already introduced yourself? Yeah. yeah. Oh, hi. My name is Don. <laughs> I'm a big chubby guy living here in sunny Hollywood. I told you it was Don. I'm, I'm, not paying, I'm not paying attention today. I'm just too happy and giddy at all of the sunshine. <laughs> well, we are uh, fresh off our... Self care and share, which is now available on our Patreon That's as right. recording. If you missed it, um, we're also going to be sharing uh, the resources we compiled. Mm-hmm. Um, by the time you listen to this, it should be out. But like right now, my self care is hanging on for a minute before <laughs> compiling a list for y'all. Um, we also this month, uh, maybe the, our uh, mini so that we recorded last month. About D and D will be out by the time. Oh shit! I keep forgetting to edit that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everybody. That's on me. Yeah, need, need to set a reminder. Um, set a reminder. <laughs> That'll be out. Um, and just um, so for our spooky Halloween episode, <laughs> we are going to resume our uh, new annual tradition of watching a spooky movie about fat and talking about it. And this year, we're going to be watching the new film from. Uh, Carlotta Martinez Pereira, okay. uh, Piggy, Piggy, which is about uh, uh, Sarah is an overweight teen who witnesses a stranger kidnap a clique of girls who burn, bully her on a regular basis. When police start asking questions, Sarah keeps quiet as she's torn between revealing the truth or protecting the man who saved her. Oh, okay. It's, it's Do we on, know what that's streaming on? So it's going to be in theaters and also released on video on demand, which I'm assuming is like Apple TV, Amazon I don't know where else. <laughs> but, but the name of the movie is Piggy. Is Piggy. Yes. Yeah. And if you want to join us in watching it and discussing it, uh, this is for the episode that's coming out on October 26th. So if you want to watch it before then and know what we're talking about, or you can watch it afterwards and just save the episode, mm-hmm. we're going to be doing it for a spooky, spooky Halloween episode. <laughs> let's let's roll right in. You got to hit that button. Let's do it. Pound All that right. button, Michael. We have a thing. 
God, that was so loud. <laughs> I didn't know what to expect. <laughs> Goodness gracious. This is our pop culture intro, right? This is yes. our pop culture music. And our little uh, our little MC boys. I feel like I need to feel like I need to give you a blanket or something. <laughs> or a thumb. Um, I'm but yeah. I could, I guess, give you a blanket with May- this <laughs> a spray this on first blanket. topic. So Dan sent actually sent this to the podcast. This is the podcast fucking group wild. Text. I love this. And it is not necessarily fat or gay, but it should but it be. Is. It could be. <laughs> There, there is no reason why this couldn't finally give me the workout outfit I've been wanting forever. So Dan, <laughs> okay, take so, us through it. Uh, I think this was part of uh, Fashion Week, right, or yes. some fashion show. Mm-hmm. So the 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 finale, if it were, as it were, of the of the whole show was this woman comes out completely nude. I think I think she might have a. She probably thong. had pasties. She has on. A, no. She has a no, bottom. Piece she has a bottom. She has, but it's yeah. very scant. You, like you, you, you could miss it. And they spray her first with latex and then they spray on her dress. Yeah. And it's this sort of like almost like cotton mixed with spider web, like light yeah. like threaded material. When when they start, it looks like a combination of like thick silly string that it's might silly string, yeah. It looks like they're spraying it, but it's a it's more of a cloud of it. So it oh. looks like they're spraying cotton candy right. as it's being made. But onto here's her the deal. Body. But by the time they're done, it looks like a, a, a complete, like a piece of fabric, like mm-hmm. a normal piece of fabric. And it hangs. So it hangs, it drapes, it moves. They sort of shape it. You know, they have some two guys spraying and then they have a woman who comes out and sort of shapes it for her. Mm-hmm. And by the end, like she has the straps that they kind of like form them a little bit and then pull the straps down under mm-hmm. her shoulder to kind of make it a little more couture. You would and, never guess this had been sprayed on or it was in any way an aerosol garment. It was yeah, pretty incredible. Um, I don't know if any of you saw it, but Brian Fuller came out with a version of the Munsters about, uh, oh God, like 10 years ago. Yes. And I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> when Lily yes. Munster is introduced, it's por- she's played by Portia de Rossi. Oh yeah. She comes out, she puts her arms up and she's stark naked and all these spiders come down from the rafters <laughs> and weave a dress around her in the opening. <gasps> it was just like That's that. where they got the idea. <laughs> yep. Well, okay. So this is, this is why it's on brand for us. I, of all the times I have helped Trevor with various articles of clothing and shoe wear, I, I would totally do this. Like if I could just spray on the garment. Oh, that. <laughs> yes, please. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It is. I think I, I know many um, fat people of all. This is a super chubs dream. Yes. All sizes, all shapes that would yep. love to just have their clothing sprayed on and, you know, give it a little tuck adjustment. And, and it's and not like binding. It's not tight. It's no. I mean, it's, it's I want to know what it feels it's like. It's form honestly. fitting. But loose. Yeah, like, it, it didn't look like. It, yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't look like a, a balloon or latex or anything like that. Like literally, I have I have gone to Halloween uh, events with people who have literally painted their costumes on with latex. Yeah, did not look like that. Not at all. No, this had you know? drape. This had line. This yeah. had m- movement in the skirt. We have a video of this. It's on YouTube, and so yeah. I highly recommend you check it out because it's the only way to really get the full experience Absolutely. of it. Like you just have to see them do it, and it's kind of insane. It's because when they're first spraying it on, you're kind of like, "What the fuck?" Oh, but there's we, like all these wisps yeah. going through the air, and you're just like, "Well, this isn't gonna work." <laughs> and then by the end, she's wearing like this beautiful cocktail. Dress. I should caution listeners: you will want one. <laughs> <laughs> I like to, I like to imagine that how this works is at the end of the day. She takes it off and like crumples it up and like puts it in this machine that loads back into the gun. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, wow, I, I that's drink. actually a good point. It could be recyclable. It could. I be. wonder if they, it probably is. It probably. The but most how likely. cool would that be? It would be like the ultimate in disposable clothing. No. Mm-hmm. I wonder if yeah. they have colors. I wonder if that would like stain your skin if there was a color versus because hers is white. Hers is mm-hmm. white. Yeah. I think just so it shows up, but who knows why? Well, anyway, uh, super cool and fun yeah. and weird and wild and technology is growing every single day. We're living yeah. in the future, people. Now that we got your hopes up. <laughs> in true uh, pop culture fiction, it's time to, I don't know. I think this is like this a, is a it's bag. a, it's something I feel yeah. like. Yeah, I don't think it's either good or bad. I've been saying this for years. Yeah. People before me yeah. have been saying this for years. Um, From the New York Times. <laughs> <laughs> Shaw, reader, sit down, please, so you don't fall. <laughs> because <laughs> medical care alone won't halt the spread of diabetes. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Um, yeah, study I mean, study says like yeah. it's a study now. So you know, water is wet, and you know, it's almost as if human physiology is very complex, and that we don't have a full grasp or understanding of how things happen in the body and, and why they happen. People who have resources and access yeah. to care are more likely to have better health. Like what a shock! But there are so many other predictors, like not just access to health care, but money and stressors. And just so much stuff that is yeah. that people don't because all people know about diabetes is fat people and sugar. That's mm-hmm. that's all they that's all they think about. Yeah, and it's so not that. Even the American Diabetes Association has on their website like you can't give yourself diabetes. <laughs> I would go. It's beyond just sugar because it's like if something is perceived as fattening, it's like, well, I can't eat that because I'll get diabetes. Well, yeah. no, but it's first you'll get fat, then you'll get diabetes. Yes, yeah. I, I feel like it's not even get fat. It's just. Well, if you're because no, if you're thin, you, you know, the, I, I don't well, think thin no, people. I think, I think what Dan's saying is yeah. accurate in my in my <laughs> yeah. experience. Simply because people assume that being fat is a step towards diabetes. Oh, yeah. So yeah. it's just a. I, I guess it's a waypoint on the your journey to unwellness. Yeah, I mean, mm. you see, if, if, like if a fat person is eating a salad, they're like, well, I guess you've put off diabetes a day. <laughs> you know, it's it's just this uh. maniacal nonsense. <laughs> and the, the whole point of the study is, no, that's not actually scientifically. Yeah. True, but it's I monster really falls. Honestly, one of, I think one of the big issues with actually tackling diabetes as sort of a systemic uh, cultural problem mm-hmm. is because it, just talking about it is so fraught. You know, yeah. like mm-hmm. you know, if you're talking about diabetes, there's going to be a portion of people that are like you can't talk about like that because you can insult all the fat people. Like it's Whoa. No, the same group. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> well, and there's also one of the other things that comes into play too is it's one of one of a set of diseases that is so stigmatized that to admit to it, to treat it, and God help you to get it, is like, well, it must be your fault. Mm-hmm. It, you know, what, did, what did you do against God to give yourself diabetes? <laughs> um, I, I liked this because uh, it, it, it focuses a lot on the actual doctors as well. I mean, mm-hmm. they have this quote, we, we feel impotent as doctors because we don't have the tools to tackle the social conditions that people are grappling with, which is like, mm-hmm. you know, as a doctor, there's only so much you can do by saying, here's the diabetes and here's what we can do to help treat it. But to prevent it requires more than they're capable of providing. Um, and one of the cool things uh, that some some doctors and medical establishments have been doing is trying to provide uh, the types of foods and produce that uh, people who don't have the resources to afford them uh, could get access to for yeah. free. Um, like literally just having like a little grocery uh, for people who need it that they could just like take the food they need in the hospital or yeah, um, which is super cool. One of the things I've noticed is uh, I, I get my drugs 
from a pharmacy chain called the AIDS Healthcare Foundation chain here in California, AHF pharmacies, because they're not for profit, right? I like the idea of my money going to support, you know, people who can't afford AIDS medications getting AIDS medications. But one of the things that they've started recently is pushing into areas of the city that are underserved and then including a food section. Oh, wow. Uh, to try and basically combat food deserts in these areas where they, you know, we're going there to bring you meds anyway. We might as well bring you some fruits and vegetables. So good to good for them. Like well, LA I have, is a desert. I, I mean, it's <laughs> what are I, they gonna I, really fix? I do want to step back from this idea that, like, well, if you have type two diabetes, it's because you didn't eat enough fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. And it is not the case. Uh, but yes, th- but there is another yeah. problem of people just receiving good nutrition mm-hmm. because of where they live. Which is all just tied into general health care and ju- you know, yeah. It, yeah, I mean it's holistic. It's yeah. it's yeah. the 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 idea that many different factors can affect your health and that could be one of them. Yeah. And so if somebody, I think especially if somebody has the desire to eat the kinds of foods that they yeah. maybe can't afford, because I mean the one woman they were talking to, she lives on like I think it was like six hundred and seven dollars a month. Yeah, fixed. I mean that's, that's her insane. whole budget. That's her, that's whole, her budget. whole budget for her entire month, rent, food, everything. Yeah. Um. So when you're making, when you have that little in income in America mm-hmm. <laughs> and our, our brutally capitalist society. Well, and it's very difficult for, you know, for medical industry to turn a profit on that kind of an income. So right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who's going to help these poor pharmaceutical clients? That really? yeah, yeah, exactly. She needs to pull herself up by her bootstraps. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I just like that. It's like it's taking, it's like we're getting closer to like taking a step back and looking at things like, oh my God. Our patients are human being human beings <laughs> and they are complex and they have needs no, uh, like no. that are exceed the boundaries of the medical New, office. That sounds like the diabetes talking. <laughs> <laughs> New study concludes the patients are people. Uh, it's we're getting there, people. What was the old expression I always heard on the internet? Oh yeah, that's right. You sound fat. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Naturally. Yeah. But I don't know. It's it's something. Press that. Da, 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 da. It's something, right. people. We're getting there day by day. It's the best we got. <laughs> New York Times piece. <laughs> by New York Times piece. Uh, <laughs> doctor having awakening by Doctor having awakening. <laughs> and I think that we're we're holding hands now. We had a moment, and we're going into Fat Watch. Yeah. It's happening. We're there. You feel it? You feel the change? I feel invigorated. Prob- I, mean, I can see so much from up here. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but it's I this was exciting. This so is this from a listener, I'm guessing? Yes, this I think was I know sent which le- which listener. <laughs> you probably do. Um this was sent in by a listener. Um I'll just read you the headline real quick and then we can talk about it. Seattle Queer Film Festival will open with a documentary on a local burlesque festival. Um, and the cool thing about this is that is not only is it um, person of color centric and queer centric, but it is also fat centric. Um, basically, fat burlesque dancers who decided to make a space for themselves. And there was a documentary uh, made about them, which is premiering at this film festival, um, which is just super, super cool. And I love that... Um, I mean, it, it, the article itself focuses around uh, the, the name of the festival is What the Funk. And the reason we're bringing it up is because it is happening in Seattle, uh, Cinema Egyptian, uh, starting on October 13th, which I think is 
the week prior to this episode coming yeah. out, but it continues through October 23rd. Yes. So I suppose you might miss. You got, you got four more days <laughs> if you're in the Seattle area. That's right. I mean, um, we were a little late on, on yeah. the uptake on this one. I just love it because I would say just because like I my, I don't know, entree into burlesque has been nerd burlesque, which I feel like is um, more diverse in terms of bodies. But mm. I, to me, it is very white and very straight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think this is just, I was excited to see this. I'm excited to see that this exists and that like, I guess the pandemic hasn't killed burlesque. Cause when <laughs> I saw this, it was, that was something that's like, Oh, I feel like that could have been one of those, um, one casualties of those. you d- wouldn't necessarily know about until I don't know. I mean, if, unless you're a burlesque connoisseur. Yeah. It's, it's super cool. The article, um, focuses around mix pucks aplenty. Um, the fr- film's principal and the founder of What the Funk Burlesque Festival. Um, and it sort of talks about their sort of path to finding burlesque and feeling like, you know, this is clearly not a space for me because I see nobody who looks like me. Mm-hmm. And then they, as a black, queer, fat person, basically started this and created a space for other people like them to perform burlesque and have like a whole celebration around it. Mm-hmm. And it's super, super cool. And that is why they are on Fat Watch. Yay. It's very exciting. <sighs> well, so this week for our main topic, um, this came up a little bit during our self-care and share, mm-hmm. but we were also just talking about it and during kind of our weekly uh, Zoom call, feet, feet. fat feet, feet. Foot, foot care, care. Yep. Shoes. shoes, fashion, dancing, <laughs> ballrooms. <Feet>. Who <laughs> needs them? It's the body part that no one likes to talk about. Like no one likes to focus on. Shh, well, the feet are listening. Most yeah. pe- most people don't like to focus on feet. I probably should put in. Oh, there are a lot of people. There's who plenty love of to focus on yeah, feet. It's yeah. it's probably one of the most common kinks out there. The foot fetish. Hmm. Like maybe right behind like S and M. You know, but I mean, this isn't sexy foot talk. It, no. I mean, it might why be. not? It's it's not intended <laughs> to be sexy. I'm not trying to kink shame anyone, but it's like this is just like. Uh, I know yep. general. Foot I've discussion. got feet. What do I do with them? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I think it's, I think it's particularly apt for us because number one, if you're really fat, you sometimes don't have a lot of contact with your feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And two, if you're like Trevor, it's just your feet are hard to fit. Yeah. Yeah. My big old feet, the, the paddles, the, the, the can snow I tell, shoes. Can I tell my story when I was in Germany? Yes. I feel like you've told it before, but tell that again. Okay. If so you, if you haven't. I was, I was leading a seminar in Germany, in Berlin, and I, I don't know how we got on the subject, but it was talking about my, my husband and his, and his feet, and he has really big feet, and he has trouble finding shoes because he needs really wide shoes. Mm-hmm. And this woman from Austria goes, oh, yeah, like baby coffins. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> never heard it described quite like that. But yes, yes, I suppose he does need a set of baby cops. Um, so uh, uh, she was quite I'm going to go shopping for my next set of footwear at a mortuary. She was quite amused by her own joke. And I I'm actually like, imagining <laughs> myself now with like little baby coffin slippers <laughs> clunking down the I don't stairs. know if this is an Austrian, Austrian idiom or common uh, description. Maybe but, she's just weird. Or she's weird. She's just yeah, I, I kind of want some plush baby coffin slippers now. <laughs> so what does one do if they have trouble? Where should we start? Where should we focus well, on? Let's, Shoes? Let, let me ask a stupid question. We, we can be really quick about it. Dan, Michael, Trevor, what are your experiences with your own feet? Do you have a good relationship with your feet? I tolerate my feet. I mean, I, it's not that like I want them. Like I let me I, tell you, I'll do everything I can to keep them. But it's like I have never really 
had comfortable shoes yep. throughout my life. Because they're really wide feet. The when you're, when you've got been. wide feet, it's hard to do that. And just like, I always, I don't know, just had big, big feet. And it's always been like a thing to find footwear that fits. I mean, yeah. it, or, it might it might help to just say that like, baby, you're built like a pony. Like yes. you have these really <laughs> big show hands pony. and feet. Yeah, show pony. <laughs> really big hands and feet, but you're only five foot six tall. Yes. Um, <laughs> no. So I currently I wear like a 12 and a half, six E. But you don't need that 12 length though, do you? No, I do. You do. Okay. I, I was wearing 13 six E for a while because it gave me a little bit extra width um i mean i would so one thing i would say is if you are regardless of your size if you have wide feet if you can find a a shoe store that specializes in big bigger shoes Hmm. you will probably find out that you your width is more than you thought because yeah i was initially wearing i think 4e before i found out i have 60 feet and it was just <laughs> very they just, uncomfortable they just fit in that's, four AC, that's four a good AC. suggestion i've been wearing triple e literally my entire life as long as i can remember buying shoes it's always been triple e but i haven't remeasured yeah since i was a teenager mm-hmm. so maybe the time is now well and you mentioned uh, a website don't was it mccullough shoes it's wideshoes.com which yeah. is mccullough okay and shoes. but we found a different solution which i think you might want to drop in here yes so i i mean i was just kind of throwing my not my feet up, but my hands up in the air. Like very frustrated. Casting toes to the wind. Um, and <laughs> Dan actually took charge and found this place in LA called um Community Community Made, which hmm. they do custom shoes. And we're like, well, I wonder if they would do like custom in terms of sizing. And I just want to interject here. So we had we had investigated custom shoes before, but most of the custom shoe places are for people who want, you know, really snazzy custom dress like fine shoes. Italian yeah. leather, fine Italian leather. And like, okay. they start just to get the last, which is, which is what you call the mold for the shoe. Like the last was $2,000. And, and then the shoe is after that. Yeah. And then yeah. the shoe is like $5,000 on top of that. Yeah. And it was incredible. Like, no, absolutely not. But these were very affordable. I mean, when, I mean, comparatively, comparatively, so, comparatively. Okay. So we went to them. They're like, yeah, we can do a custom shoe. I stepped in a box. They took measurements. They built a last. Um, I will say that it was a very long process because they had not done something this level of custom before. Hmm. I mean, they had done custom shoes, but like not where they are. What they specialize in is let, let's say that you're, you know, you're a person and you just want a cool pair of sneakers. Mm-hmm. And so you want like custom stitching or like fit is not your issue. Your yeah. issue is design. Mm. So they're really good at making really amazing designs. And I think a custom pair there starts at like, what, $400? Um, yes, but that includes the last. It includes the last. It includes fittings. Uh, and and so if you once you have the last, you can get future uh, footwear for much yeah. cheaper. Yeah. Okay. It, it did take a long time, but they put a lot of work into it and kind of, you know, it was a learning experience for me for like going through this process of like, what the hell is it like to get custom shoes? Mm. And it was a learning experience for them. Um, I had, when I was going through it, I had someone ask me from out of state, like, like, Oh, do you think they could do it out of state? And I think they could, but I think it would be a longer process. And I think it would maybe not. So Trevor, let me ask you this. Yeah. Um, so I have always bought off the rack shoes, right? And I will, I know when I'm doing a lot of walking, um, the first thing to cause pain is the feet right now. They're never the things that make me fold. It's for me, it's my knees. The mm-hmm. knees are the things that eventually make me give up. 
but that just means I'm used to struggling through foot pain and exhaustion mm-hmm. and aches and stuff. So what was it like for you to go from over the counter shoes to something custom made? Did it make a serious difference for you? Is it something it, that it did? And it's, I mean, so, you know, I have been doing the fat guy, new balance yep. uh, for a long time because new it, balance provides just nice wide shoes, right? Yeah. yeah. And good support. They're, they're durable and they're, you know, that's my go-to over the counter. Yeah. They're fine. They're fine. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor's, Trevor's says unsatisfactorily. Um, <laughs> they're fine. No, because the issue that I would have before I got the custom shoes was I would roll my ankle frequently because my feet oh. would be hanging over the sides oh. of the shoes. Again, going back to the pony metaphor, it's, it's that his feet are so wide, they are wider than the sole of the shoe. Mm-hmm. Right. Which like was a big learning curve for the the custom people is like really understanding that like no like my <laughs> I need I I don't I can't have my feet hanging over the sides right you literally fall off the soles I mean I was running into that it's not the same issue but I realized recently that the cleats that I wear for soccer uh, were a half size too large uh, but because of that I kept I kept rolling my ankle mm-hmm. um, and obviously it's a different it's a different kind of wear and tear, but I, I was, I got injured repeatedly um, until I recently bought a pair of cleats. that's actually the right size. And I was like, Holy crap, that makes a difference. Mm. Like the made ankle a support. serious change for you. Yeah. Just okay. this, the stability and the ankle support. And I'm like rehabbing injuries, trying like not to continue so to think about ankle. that. That was a half a size change, making that big a difference for you. Mm-hmm. Can mm-hmm. I also, I'm going to tell a story, but it's, it's a little dark. Uh Oh, we okay with that. <laughs> we're going so, dark. People. We're going dark. Oh. I think I know what the story so, is. So <laughs> how, how dark are we talking? Uh, dark. Okay. And um, <clears throat> so uh, I think it's important though, because I think it is, it's, it is. it's very much about like, I think there is a fine line between as like a larger person, like accepting different aches and pains and yeah. like being blind to them and like, yeah. la, la, well, la. Let, let, I, let, let, let me tell the yeah. story. So that makes some sense. <laughs> sense. <laughs> the, and I think, you know, Trevor, Trevor is, really good about not complaining to a fault so mm-hmm. that like, you know, if you were, I wouldn't know if you were dying cause he wouldn't complain about it. <laughs> and so, and, and I think a lot of people and a lot of fat people are sort of, well, you know, I'm in pain, but of course I'm in pain. And some people even rationalize it. Well, like, well, of course I'm, I'm fat. So of course I'm in pain. And they tend to ignore this stuff. Well, and also you don't want to bring attention to yourself. Exactly. Like why would you trumpet this? Of course. Or, or if you, you know, if you've been brought up in medical fat phobia where like, well, of course it's your weight because that's the only thing it could be. Yeah. Sometimes complaining yeah. about it will get you yelled at. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So. so a friend of mine, um, he was just used to, I mean, he's, he doesn't have particularly unusual feet, but he was always, he, he was very stylish and fat. And so he would put his feet in these smaller shoes and his feet would often ache, but he thought, oh, well, it's just, you know, m- the sacrifice I make for my fashionable shoes, mm. right? Okay. And he kept doing this and he kept doing this and he kept doing this. And, you know, after a few years, you know, he figured he got used to it because he didn't feel the pain of his shoes anymore. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Yeah, you can see where this is going. And what it was, was that his feet had gone numb, but, you know, for him, that was an improvement. <sighs> he didn't perceive it as numb. He perceived it as my feet don't hurt anymore. Mm. Yeah. Where it went was um, the fact that he had severe diabetes and ended up losing one of his feet ah. because he couldn't feel it rotting. <gasps> oh boy. And so this isn't a, you know, this isn't a diabetes commercial. This is a pay attention to your body commercial. And sometimes that starts yeah. in the feet. 
I think as fat people, we do it's it's just to underline what both you and Trevor have just said. We have a tendency to push our pain to the back because we don't want to slow other people down because we don't want to complain. We don't want to be the squeaky wheel um, or we just think that's life. Right. Mm -hmm. And and I also want to follow up here to make sure people get the point. It's not that being fat equals getting diabetes. It's that in his case, being fat meant ignoring the pain because diabetes is extremely treatable. It's mm. very, very, very treatable. And he did not have to lose the foot. But in ignoring stuff and just suffering for his fashion, as it turned out, is what he thought he was doing. Uh, yeah, that has some consequences. I mean, I would also, so I have experience with custom shoes. I also have experience with getting custom orthotics, which is a huge game changer in terms of just like having the support your feet need. Yeah. Um, we talked about this a little during the self-care and sugar, but like, like if you're fat and you have issues with like support and your insulin and everything i think it is worth if you can looking into like finding a podiatrist and getting uh custom orthotics because the off the rack stuff is not going to give you the support you need and i was nervous going to the the podiatrist for the first time because i was expecting to be like oh well you're fat of course of course your feet hurt you're fat lose weight fatty mm -hmm. and she was just so nice and she super was chill she's wonderful. And i started like, going to her yeah and mm -hmm. just like so not like has never brought up my weight as a thing. Hmm. Um, That's impressive. And uh, was like, oh, well, like your feet, you know, like your feet don't have any <laughs> shape when you stand on them. Which if you've this seen Trevor's maybe, feet is kind of true. Like I have no, like I'm flat footed. No arch. Yeah. Just cause yeah. it's like, well, this may be overstating it a little bit, but I'm wondering if like a, a podiatrist has to know, like your feet are kind of your, your gateway to most forms of physical fitness and exercise. Right. If you can't physically get to where you're going to do something, if you can't, you know, um, it, what doesn't involve your feet? Well, and it also so, it also can be the genesis of knee problems, exactly. hip mm -hmm. problems, It's spine the foundation problems, for the way you stand, problems, exactly. for the way you walk, yeah. for all these things. So I, think, I feel like a podiatrist, if they know their work, if they know their business, they should have their shit together and be able to help people of many different sizes find the correct support they need to do the things that all the other medical people are telling you you should be doing anyway. So. No, she's been wonderful. I've, I mean, I've also found that like most um, specialty doctors are the, like the, when I've gone to a specialist for something, they have been not fat phobic hmm. as when I like, instead of like when I go to a general physician, they have all been fat phobic. I think maybe, maybe that's because the specialist sees this same condition over and over and over and over again, much more frequently than a general practitioner, and therefore sees that, oh, it's not just the fat people who have it. I mean, maybe. maybe. I just like the, I mean, podiatrist, the, urolo the urologist was amazing. Oh my God, mm. that was mm. a wonderful experience during a very terrible, terrible time. <laughs> so I have discovered the importance of, of arch support. Yeah. So yes. Michael, tell year. us about your feet. Like, yeah. I know you've had foot issues. I've here. had feet for so long now. Um, <laughs> No, I, I, so a lot of my, it's been a whole struggle playing soccer as an adult, having stopped for 10 years and not really gotten much exercise. And then all of the injuries that come along with that, yada, 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 was wearing a pair of like nice sort of like Nike running shoes, but I wore them out, didn't realize I'd worn them out. And so as I'm walking around in these shoes, I don't have any arch support. And eventually playing soccer, I took a step that was the wrong step and mm -hmm. felt this like searing pain in my heel Oh, um, yeah. which I remember I had as a kid too. 
and nobody knew what it was. So shout out to just like a general access to information yeah. nowadays. Like nobody knew what was wrong with my foot when I was a kid. It was clearly plantar, I, plantar fasciitis. I mean, it's like obviously, but obviously, but nobody, nobody knew that at the time. Which apparently is the number one cause for foot pain in the United States. So. I believe it. It's mm -hmm. easy to get. I can, I, you know what I can see? I can see it in a certain era. They were like, oh, you're 10. You couldn't possibly have that. Well, and I couldn't, mm -hmm. they couldn't figure out what was, because it would go away. Like it wasn't constant. It would just happen while I was playing soccer. Anyway, <laughs> so I stopped playing, rehabbing my foot and got uh, firm arch support, which is, the, this was the development for me because they have like the soft gel mm -hmm. inserts that you can put into your shoes. That didn't do it. Like that wasn't actually helping. What I needed was the like molded, like sort of firm. Uh, Were those the ones you borrowed from me? Or was it, was it something else? No, I bought these on Amazon. Okay. Maybe. Because they have these little pieces of molded plastic. They just go in the arch of the foot and they usually attach with Velcro straps. Oh, I did get those a while ago. Yeah. I, and wait, those I, helped also. Yeah, I've used those when I have little periods because I know if you don't start, if you don't treat it immediately, it will only get worse. Mm -hmm. Or you can just stay off your feet for a month. Having figured out that, you know, there's a lot of things that need to be done. And if I had not, if I had paid closer attention to my feet, I could have prevented much of this. Mm -hmm. um, similarly, when I started playing soccer again, my, uh, I think like these muscles here are, are hip abductor <laughs> muscles. Is that right? He's, he's, he's pointing to his inner thighs, thighs which, which are your, uh, your Somebody adductors. Adductors. Adductors, because the ad, think of it as adding together so they pull your thighs together. Right. So I kept injuring those every time, like whenever I play soccer again, and finally had to get like compression like things and wraps, and I was only able to play with those. And then finally, when I got uh, plantar fasciitis recently and couldn't really walk, I was pay paying really close attention to my gait while I was walking because I wanted to make really, really sure that I was taking steps that were going to rehab my foot and not make it worse. And I realized that I my gait was such that I wasn't using my hip adductors at all, hmm. like. I was just walking more sort of like a shuffle kind of walk. Uh-huh, side to side. And which doesn't engage those muscles. And of course I was going to be injuring them because they were never being used. Hmm. And since having changed my gait and like engaging those muscles more and rehabbing my foot, uh, I don't even need to wear straps anymore. It's like fine. So that's cool. another one of those like pay close attention to what your body is telling you. So basically the foot pain for you was an opportunity to figure out what you were doing wrong with your gait and mm -hmm. try and work on correcting it. Yeah, exactly. That's a good way of looking at most of these pains, right? Yeah. I would think so. Yeah. Dan, how do you feel about your feet? I like my feet. <laughs> no, my, my issues with my feet uh, center around the, the nail. So, oh, I, yeah. so this happened to me. I, I'd had surgery. I had rotator cuff surgery, which you know took me out of the gym, took me out of walking. For a little while. And then I got bad into walking. And just when I was about to get right back into the swim of things, boom, COVID hit. Everything shuts down. Go nowhere. <laughs> and so, and because I was wrestling with a shoulder problem, right, from the from the rotator cuff surgery, I bought this pair of Skechers. And yes, they're incredibly comfortable. Yes, I know people swear by Skechers, and you know, so do I. But I bought them because I could just slip into them. I didn't have to tie anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the problem was that they didn't provide any support back to front. So mm -hmm. my foot, so like if I go, if I went for a walk, my foot was constantly pushing, my toes were kind of pushing against the front, the inside front of the foot. That's the, the kiss of death for a shoe for me. Yeah. Um, and so, but I, you know, it wasn't painful or if it was, it was painful like, you know, once every other week or whatever. And, but then I had this toe fungus. I go to the podiatrist, the nice one that Trevor mentioned, mm -hmm. and she took a, a sample because she said, how'd you get the fungus? I'm like, I don't know. 
don't people just get fungus? And she says, no. <laughs> you have to go acquire it. <laughs> you have to go acquire it somewhere. It doesn't just form spontaneously in old shoes. Um, and so she took a, uh, a sample and she gave it to the lab. And she, I go back and she says, uh, you don't actually have foot fungus. Okay. You don't have nail fungus. You, he, she says, as near as I can tell, what's happened is your toenail has detached from the nail bed. So instead of growing out where you trim it off every so often, you know how you trim your toenails, mm. instead of growing out, it's sort of humping up on itself because it had, it's not growing oh. across the floor of the, of the nail bed. Right. And so I've been trying to figure out ways to not, you know, to like, and I'm like, well, I, she, I said, so it's just cosmetic. And she says, yeah, basically. Oh. But there's nothing to do for it. She says, I really don't want to cut off your nail. Uh, you know, and even then you like hope it grows back correctly because it doesn't have to oh, but basically because it, but, but basically I'm trying to get my toenail to reattach to the nail, but it's not painful. It just doesn't, it looks like I have toe fungus. Hmm. Yeah. And I'm assuming you've changed since changed your shoes. Yes, I have. And I also found a new way to tie my shoes. Oh, it's very exciting. <laughs> a new way to tie your shoes? Yeah. So I was watching this YouTube video as one does. And um, like I said, access to information. <laughs> access to information. So right. And so, all right, you might have noticed on some pairs of shoes, there are those two little eyelets really close to the ankle. Like they're not the normal spacing. Yeah. They're really close. Mm -hmm. And you think, well, and maybe you don't use the top one because you think maybe, oh, well, like that's the optional one. That's like, it's like, like the championship tees on a golf course and the regular tees on the <laughs> golf course. <laughs> and no, so this, this YouTuber tells me that what you do is you create a loop between those two and then you you pass the laces through those loops and tie them at the top hmm. and what it does is it if you can imagine now those two eyelets are providing closure together because they're being bound by what you're tying am i saying this well i, I think i get what I you're think saying I get it's it. real i mean i'm gesturing a lot so hopefully we'll link to the video <laughs> we'll link to the video i'll do it on i'll do it on camera it'll be so exciting Ooh. i mean that that kind of reminds me of the issue i was having with my old cleats where i was rolling my ankle and i realized a lot of the support from tying my shoe at the top wasn't helping because the the inserts I had in my shoes were pushing them taller. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so the wrong part of my foot was being cinched into place by the laces. And I was, I was basically slipping oh. off the sole of the shoe sideways would and it, it mm -hmm. would roll my ankle. Anyway, I feel like that's enough shoe talk for today, right? Is there, anybody else have any closing, closing thoughts? Only a really good pun. Oh boy. Uh, I mean, I'll just say, so I, I have a foot sander. I love oh, yeah. to mm. use, I buff, I use that. It's a buffer. Like it's a, it looks no, like, it's, like a, it, it's a sander. It's a sander. It's not like, like a belt sander, but it, it has, <laughs> if you can imagine a handle with a, with a, with a roller, it looks basically like, like a, a lint paint roller. roller yeah. That's with tiny. a pumice stone roller. Thank you. That is motorized. Yeah, yes. that's good. And it's motorized. So it's, and it just sands the crap out of his feet. Uh huh. It's, oh, and it, when I'm like really on top of it, my feet are so smooth. <laughs> that's actually a little dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, I was told, by the way, I was asking Michael for foot tips. Bombas mm -hmm. socks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We've yeah. talked about them before on the podcast. Yeah. Bombas. B-O-M-B-A-S, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, they're stylish and they have grip. Yeah. They so when grip. you're, when you sanded your feet to be smooth as exactly. a, 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 I don't know, a baby's suddenly, egg. <laughs> suddenly Trevor has less traction than a dress shoe. Smooth as oh, a dead I, baby. <laughs> there have been times where I've, my feet have been so smooth and soft that I've like slipped on the carpet and almost died. <laughs> at, at well, my, I think you were also lotion too. 
No? No. Oh, boy. At my old place, we had a, a wood floor, sort of like a very new smooth wood floor. And Michael would wear, before I got him Bombas, he would wear his regular socks and he would do this like penguin walk because he would be slide like his feet would just slide. And if we ever like stopped to like lean at the counter and talk to Julia Max, I could just see him getting shorter and shorter because his feet okay. were sliding out. To the, <laughs> the weirdest thing at your your second apartment after Highland. Anyway, you have this apartment where the bathroom floors were super slick. I'd be standing there peeing and my legs would slowly <gasps> oh be sliding God. to either side. I literally were, have to correct like twice. And you were wearing shoes, weren't you? No, I was wearing socks. Oh, okay. yeah, but. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the, what makes the Bombas so special is they have a tread to them. Yeah, they have little mm -hmm. grips. Mm -hmm. um, they come in big, bright, fun colors and they donate a pair. I think each pair you buy, they donate a pair. So you can feel good about it. Yay. Anyway, we have a tip today as well. Tip. Yes, we do. Na, it's, na, na, na. it's spooky season. Maybe you're... You're not feeling spooky yet. And um, we can fix that. Yeah. Former podcast guest Bree, who was on episode 54, Bummers and Bees. Maybe you remember that one. <laughs> uh, we talked about sex toys, but Bree does uh, tarot readings. And Bree actually specializes, um, they use Uno cards oh, for their tarot readings. That's, that's cute. Fun. And for spooky season, you can get a free little magic jar with your tarot reading what's in a magic jar Bree is gonna go through with like the intentions you have for this magic jar okay and grind up some spices and little things and put them in a little jar and put it in this nail mail for you <laughs> you get a free mini magic jar every tarot reading from Bree nice. in october go to Bree b-r-e-e -E, is helpful af.com slash book dash a dash session uh, also check out follow Bree on Instagram at Bree is helpful AF. That's right. And before we get to our bit, um, I just wanted to reiterate that we're going to be watching Piggy um, on streaming for our Halloween episode coming up on the 26th. So if you want to check that out and be in on the conversation, you can, or you can just listen. We'll do our, we'll do a little summary and before we talk about it on the actual episode, um, but you can join us in that. Okay. We got a bit, a we got a bit, bit for, uh, for this <laughs> Wednesday podcast listener tuesday <laughs> afternoon us <laughs> yeah well i brought a footbit for today seeing Ooh. as it was part of our topic and uh there's a lot of trivia out there about feet a lot, oh, a lot of i don't believe that a lot of footnotes huh <laughs> the audience can actually hear the low cold stare i'm giving you right now <laughs> oh i got better i got better. let's get to it <laughs> <laughs> All right Okay. So here's just a free trivia bit. I just thought this was interesting. During your lifetime, it's likely that you'll walk approximately 115,000 miles. That's like circling the globe on foot over four times. I don't think I'm going to make that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to get you a Fitbit, Trevor, and we're going to get you on track. But what if you were on Scooty? I don't right. think that counts. <laughs> Scooty, I would double that. So I will admit I don't know a lot about feet. So thank you to nyfoothealth.com for your, okay. your kind contribution to our podcast today. All right. There are 206 bones in the human body in total. What percentage of those bones can be found in a human foot? Eight. Six percent? Ten percent? Fifteen percent? Or 25 percent? I'm going to say 15 percent. We got a 15 over there. Oh, you got a little toe joints, don't you? You do. I'm going to say 15 also. I think it might be the Goldilocks percentage. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go for 15. Yeah. 
Oh, we got three going with 15, and you know what? You're all wrong. Oh, no. All of you are wrong. What is it? One quarter of the human no. bodies, of, of the human's bones, are contained within your feet. A Plural. A quarter? A quarter. Well, you know, we just used to be feet, so that makes sense. <laughs> there are 26 bones in each foot, totaling 52. There are 206 to 213 bones mm. in the adult body. Oh, well, yeah, if you count both feet, I wasn't counting. Each feet. foot also has 33 <laughs> joints, 107 ligaments, and 10 tendons, and 19 muscles. Ooh. How much right. blood, though? <laughs> All right, so here's a weird one. Did you know that not everyone has toenails that grow the same length? There are certain conditions under which everyone's toenails grow faster. Like each individual toe has a different toenail growth no, speed? Every person has an okay. individual factors oh, I like my contribute to your toenail growth. <laughs> I, thought, I thought this was like part of the Halloween theme or something. <laughs> so which of these people have the slowest growing toenails? Oh. People in summer, teenagers, senior citizens, or pregnant women? I'm going to go with seniors. The pregnant slowest. Women. Slowest. I don't know. I want to say maybe pregnant women. All right. The correct answer is senior citizens. Ding, 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 ding. I win, I win, I win. For some reason, your toenails grow faster in summertime when you're pregnant and during your teenage years. Yeah, you just that, get that more. All, that all makes sense stuff. to me because it's it's a it's a metabolic process. And my barber swears that people's hair grows more in summer. So I figured the toenails do too. Mm. Yeah, there you go. All right. Well, speaking of uh, reasons why not to pull off your toenails, Dan. Yes, why? If Give you me a reason, it, Don. Give me a reason. If you removed <laughs> it, how long would it take for your toenail to grow back? Oh, shit. All right. Uh. Would it take three to four months, six to eight months, eight to 12 months, or 12 to 18 months? I'm going to say eight to 12. I'm going to say 12 to 18. I know there's a 12 in the answer. Um, <laughs> 12 to 18. Okay. All right. We got our answers in, and the correct answer is 12 to 18 ding, months. Ding, 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 wow. ding, ding, ding. Yeah. yeah. So it's, and it's interesting also, again, uh, there are lots of factors that can affect that. So like, um, I know. Whether it's summer. My dad has diabetes. He had to have a foot toenail removed. And it's Ooh. like, he's like two years in now. It's still no toenail. Like, yeah. Whoa. I mean, I, th I would thought there was going to be something because my mom uh, had a toenail removed at some point and just never came back. Yeah. She oh. just has a, like a weird, it looks weird. It's just like a flat little toe top. <laughs> <laughs> so Trevor, if, if listeners wanted to tell us about their feet... Send feet pics to <laughs> Michael we're, Willer. At, we're, on, <laughs> we're on Instagram and Twitter as at Big Fat Gay Pod. Please don't send us feet pics. <laughs> we're on Facebook as the Big Fat Gay Podcast. Support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Big Fat Gay Pod. See the articles we talked about at www.bigfatgaypod.com. Take us maybe, home. Maybe your, uh, your foot. It's the Word at the dawn of time, you're a foot that's coming. Just a foot. It's kind of <laughs> hopping <laughs> out of the ocean. You made it, <laughs> but there's there's feet dinosaurs, <laughs> and they're they're hungry. So watch out. That was quite the picture we painted. 